0: and get these stuff with my dad. Okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from
1: Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I'm
2: here determined.
1: give you america itself this is ed mcmahon and now here's armstrong and getty that clip reminds me have you seen any of the video of ted cruz playing basketball with jimmy kimmel (laughs) no i have not i can't believe that went on was it for two hours is that what we said something like that because it's two 50 year old fat guys with no skills. With not a lot of skills. Although Cruz had clearly more skills than Kimmel. Huh. Um, uh, 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 trying to play basketball. The main thing was they qu- they quickly got so tired, as you do when you're out of shape trying to play one-on-one basketball. They're just like barely moving and trying to heave the ball up oh. for
2: two hours.
1: Wow. And Ted Cruz bested him 11-9 and they finally quit because nobody was ever going to get to 18 or whatever they were playing to. Hilarious. Good stuff. Anyway, live from Studio C, a dimly lit room. (laughs) Deep within the bowels of the something or other. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Well, Democrats have won the coin flip and they'll be kicking off the crying babies. America's political football. I just saw one of my favorite historians, Pulitzer Prize winning John Meacham, say, The president has become... A manifest, manifestation of the worst impulses of the American soul. Oh, I got some pretty bad impulses. So uh, He hasn't gotten there yet. He's got that working against him. <laughs> His pants are still on, for instance. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this, is, <clears throat> this is a heck of a thing. The New York Times editorial editorial board has an article out today saying this is a horror show and insane, this policy of the president is. <laughs> Our question toward the end of the show yesterday is where do we go rhetorically from your Nazis and, and reading Bible verses? Oh, that's right. We, where do you go from there? Uh, evidently, that. The Bible! <sighs> Not so. That's right. And so, uh, we were busy a lot yesterday, and... Uh, There's a lot of back and forth on immigration bills and competing immigration bills and that sort of stuff. And it's very clear now. It's gone from pretty clear to very clear that the president is trying to force some sort of major immigration policy to happen. Right. Which everybody's been trying to force for happen for for decades. And I think he came pretty close yesterday. We'll talk to some experts about that. Then I don't know. Then does he get out of this thing and. Well, no, because the walk Democrats... Walk with a win? My whole political football thing, the point was the Democrats are much, much, much more interested in hanging this, uh, this stinking controversy around the Republicans' neck than actually helping those little kids. In fact, you know, much more interested. That understates it. They have no interest in helping the little kids if they can hang this around the Republicans' well, there's, neck. There's so a, nobody's serious. There's a lot of heavyweight Republicans who are uh, going against the president on this, and governors and senators and that sort of thing, so... Anyway, more on that later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. He presses buttons, he flips, toggles, he pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, Pretty
0: good. These are like the longest <laughs> days of the year, you know, in June. And so I really have no excuse for myself if I don't, you know, better myself today or tomorrow. I think oh, that's
1: right. Tomorrow's the longest day of the year. Always exciting. First day of summer, which is Man, it's <laughs> a national pessimism day. Everything gets worse after June 21st. Yeah. Hmm. So you think you can get more done on the longer days? You know, you can do things in the dark. Do you have electric light, Michael? (laughs) How are you living? Do you need some money? (laughs) So the reason you don't get things done is because it got dark. That'll hold you back. Uh, There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. A bit of a cinematic history today, as it was this day in the year 1975 that a movie which features one of my very favorite quotes of all time debuted. Shaggy's getting lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. Jaws open, 1975. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Holds up today. I love it. You feel like it holds up? I do. I do. It's it's, it's almost the opposite of a lot of the, the quote-unquote kind of scary movies today where, you know, the, the whole thing, they don't even show the thing until three-quarters of the way through the movie. It's all about the tension and the suspense yeah. and the build. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, which it has to be because the special effects were so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was essentially a Muppet.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah you're right you're right the building the suspense is the key there i wonder at what age i could show that to my son
2: i'd try it tonight
1: <laughs> it'll, it'll freak him out around the water for a long yeah. time it sure did me yeah i will you know i lived in the middle of the country i didn't i'd never seen the ocean nobody i knew had ever seen the ocean so we weren't really that afraid of sharks yeah i spent my summers uh in the waters of new jersey so yeah i was good and freaked out by the movie oh Um, They could barely drag me into the water. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. We've
0: got a trio of celebrity birthdays today. And once again, I'm going to let you guess which one is the wealthiest.
1: This is exciting. This is how we judge success.
0: Indeed. (laughs) It's not going to be easy this time around. I guarantee it. First out of the box, actor John Goodman, 66 today. Star Roseanne, the big Lebowski, the
1: rest, the rest. What's the best John Goodman role? <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, wow. Well, He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. What was the other uh, cone brothers? Oh, oh, brother, where art thou? Of course, yeah. that's a fairly limited role. 10 Cloverfield Lane. He is. Is he a good guy or is he an incredibly evil guy through yeah. the whole movie and you don't really know for sure? That's a really good um, pick. I like that. Chilling, pick. chilling role. I've never seen that. Barton Fink, he's a he's a Oh right. <laughs> he's really good yeah. in that. Another Cohen Brothers. Yeah. 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 I think John Goodman's underrated. I think he's terrific. And he's big on Broadway. I've never seen I've never seen any of his Broadway stuff. Um I hate him as a blues brother. <laughs> oh no, oh yeah, really yeah. Terrible. Yeah. terrible, terrible, inexcusable.
2: Next birthday?
0: Next birthday, Australian actress and film producer Nicole Kidman, she oh, is that's 51 a good one. today. You know, married to Tom Cruise and now to pretty, pretty Lady Keith. Boy
1: Keith Urban. Yes, Keith Urban, and that's. Did she <laughs> loot little gay Tom at all? Did she get any of his money? Do we know that? I do because that's going to factor into my guess. I do not know. If she walked away with half the stash, but uh, you know, you uh, kind of. Does she have that. some of uh, Keith Urban's money? Because he's got a lot of money. Yeah,
0: or maybe she's just got all her own. All hey. right. And it is also legendary entertainer Lionel Richie's birthday today. He is 69. All right. Out of the three, who do you think
2: is wealthiest?
1: Bum, bum. Wow. Bum, this is a good one. Bum. I'm going to go just for excitement with Lionel Richie. If I had to bet money, I'd go Nicole Kidman but with my gut. I'm going to go Lionel Richie. All he right. was a singing star of the 70s and 80s. I think he's about to sail on into his 70s with the highest net worth as well, Jack. I'm with you,
2: (laughs) Lionel Richie. All right, Positive Sean, you want to weigh in on this? I think it's Goodman. I think he's got the the, the biggest resume. All right, there there you
0: go. go. All right, I'm going to go from worth the least...
2: This, the, this is this is a slow-moving bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pay it off. Nobody's <laughs> lost <laughs> the thread.
1: Just listen. Who won? Who's got the most? Just tell me, yeah. me that. On, period. Sean nicely said, nobody's lost the thread. No, no. <laughs> Just tell us who's got the most money, and we'll be done. Lionel Richie, <laughs> $200 million. There you go. Awesome. $200 million. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> Has any of them got an embarrassing amount? Like, you know, Nicole Kidman's worth $47.62 or anything like that? <laughs> ah, she's $130 million. Wow. Huh? <laughs>
0: John Goodman, John Goodman, worth the lease, sixty five million dollars. A paltry sixty five oh. million.
1: We heard a great Lionel Richie story the other day. I'm not sure we're at liberty to retell it, honestly. Uh, a friend of ours it was desperate to rent a house. He was moving and he had to find a house quickly, and he found out that Lionel Richie was a was renting it for his squeeze was about to sign the papers, and our friend made Lionel and his squeeze cry, explaining how bad he and his kids needed the place to live, and they pulled out and let him rent it. So not only a gifted songster, but a man of mercy. Lionel Richie, and here he is on Soft (laughs) Hits 900. Fantastic. Um, So I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, June 20th. The year 2018, we're setting you straight. In 21-8. we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Who's a Nazi? Who's not? Let's begin adjudicating that precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. At Mark,
0: I read today about a 10 year old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Why, why? I read about a, a did you say want <laughs> want, want to a 10 year old with Down syndrome being taken from her mother? How dare you!
1: Wow! Yeah, we, yeah, we got to get a longer version of that. That's uh, Corey, my man, Corey, our man, Corey, f- our man, former campaign runner of the Trump administration, Corey Lewandowski, Lewandowski right? Yeah. Um, uh, what, uh A tragic situation? Oh, perhaps, boy. perhaps, or was it taken out of context? Oh boy, I think it was right in context. <laughs> I think it was in context. <laughs> That's, uh, that's a oh, little oh uh, That's a little hard to explain. I'm probably on his side of this, and that was a tad tone deaf. Wow. Or just mean. Who does that? Well, we'll talk more about nasty, that. Nasty, we'll, nasty New Yorkers. We'll play the whole clip. Was it out of context? It wasn't. But was it? <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? As we press- ease you into your work day with ten soft hits in
2: a row. <laughs>
0: President vows immigration resolution as new outrage about tender age shelters boils over. We got new advice for the TSA and just discovered the 500 million year old Obama coming up.
1: So we used to play music like this when we were out of the sack with Joe and Jack many, many years ago on a uh, on a soft rock station.
2: Who's ready to soft rock? Did did you guys have to remove your shoelaces before going into work in the morning?
1: More uh, more or less. And we'd turn off the microphones and we would say,
2: who would wake up to this? What kind of person
1: gets up in the morning and wants to hear this? The rumor is, if you listen to this whole song, you'll never achieve an erection again, fellas. Enjoy. Lionel Richie on Soft Hits 94. I hope you and your cats have a nice day. Trying to picture the women listening? So, oh boy, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding! Oh my god, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. fine. We're running late enough. All oh, the way in the full clip of Corey coming oh. up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty,
1: the conscience of the nation.
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So we saw some of the poll numbers yesterday and whatever it was, uh, two-thirds of Americans are not liking the separating kids policy. Yep. but well, That means a third's okay with it. I'm telling you, those are first blush numbers. The more you learn, the more those numbers are going to switch. And... Um, I don't know. Fifty-five, thirty-five Republicans say it's all right. Yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of texts from people saying, look, I'm tired of my tax money going to illegals, blah, 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 you know, that sort of stuff. Sure, so, yeah. Um, so an executive decision has been made, <clears throat> re-mailbag, and that would be that <clears throat> we have outstanding thoughts, observations, philosophical statements on the uh, separating kids immigration debate, the, the great explosive story of the day. Um, and we're going to do a couple here and then save a bunch for a little later in the hour. Because I'm telling you, y'all really came through. So you wanted to hear your email, but you're not going to? Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> also, I, it, it almost, all the the insights via email are so good, it almost makes me want to take calls again. Wow. Almost. We can try it today. No. no this is an especially hot topic. You know, it's like a lot of things, Jack. If it's a good idea today, it'll be a good idea tomorrow. Let's sleep on it. (laughs) No, I hear you. It could be fun. Uh, Let's see. Oh, uh, I'm not going to read this to you in its entirety, but it's from Jack and Brandy, who are never going to listen again. Listen again. Um, And uh, they used to love the show. That's this. Literally. Well, it's because we're too pro-Trump. It came in literally within 15 minutes of another email that said they will never listen again because we're too anti-Trump. Now, if you can figure out what to do with that in terms of customer service, you tell us. So um, particularly on this uh, issue? I think so. They didn't mention it specifically. Just too political, uh, too pro Trump, Your uh, you're idiots, you yeah, know, I, Trump. Well, yeah, you're Trump, you anti Trump, I'll it, never listen again. I can understand where you'd get there. I, I, in theory, I think I can understand it because, like, I've been watching MSNBC and I've seen a lot of people actually crying. Um, Lawrence O'Donnell was crying the other night on his show. Mika Brzezinski is watching this morning. She was crying. She was crying tears at a grown woman because she's so upset by this. If you're that upset by this and we're not, you know, uh, as upset as you are, I could see how that'd make you really mad, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't hate the people I'm for not expressing a, that sentiment. I just find myself uh, unable to do anything about it. I'm not upset. This has been a problem for decades. Right. And some what everybody's had a chance to do something nobody ever does anything. Right. Well, and you add to that the millions of kids in the foster system, American kids who desperately need help right now and have for decades. Is that the fault of the individual three-year-old who's wondering why his mom's over there and he's over here? No, No, of course not. What are you going to do? All right, more on that to come. Not this. It's not who we are. This is not a nation of immigrants. So more of that to come. Brian from Oakland Hills, California, with a nice note on Marshall's generosity. When Marshall shares his winning, uh, when Marshall wins, he shares his winnings. However, He absorbs the losses himself. This is in contrast to the financial crisis where the companies kept the profits and our government took down the debt to cover the bank's losses. Marshall Phillips, another of the hundreds of millions uh, in America with better morals than our banking system in Congress. Perhaps Marshall would be interested in becoming supreme U.S. dictator. (laughs) Perhaps Jack and Joe would like to be his supreme senior advisors. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of work. And I am a man who craves leisure. Moving along, Charlie writes, Charlie in Orange County, I think the Armstrong and Getty Show would be the perfect platform as the conscience of the nation to launch the newest hashtag movement. Hashtag why now? To illustrate how duplicitous most in government are when deciding when to feign outrage over an issue only when it's the other side that's the perpetrator, and to be silent when it's their own side. Just a thought. Hashtag why now? And his sign-off is K P T R P A D P A N A B. Keep pretending the Republican Party and Democrat Party are not a business. Well said, sir. Hmm. Government is a for-profit business. What's the old saying? <sighs> Says you takes one to no one. D- the Republicans hate people but love humanity, or they're the other way around, and Democrats uh, are one or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Republicans dislike humanity but like people. Are you sure that's Democrats dislike people, but love humanity? Yeah, because they think humanity can be perfected there. It's like the Thomas Sowell book, a conflict of visions, that humanity can be perfected if we just give them the right message. And conservatives are more like, listen, they're going to be bad people. They've always been bad people. Government will always steal from you. That's the way we are as human beings. I was just trying to think of it on this immigration issue, you know, with the little kids at the border and everything like that, because that sucks. I don't want to see any three year old cry. Uh, or be unhappy. Nope, nobody does. But uh, this issue needs to get solved somehow. So I don't know what I am. So uh, what bad, a bad the person is what well, I am. Clearly, I uh, moving along. Wat wah uh, to, <laughs> to more important fare. Luke, who is temporarily back to the west coast from Oklahoma, apparently. His topic is pandas are total failures. We were talking about this yesterday. Maybe the panda deserves to be extinct. Well, pandas have gone extinct before, other breeds of pandas. Right. Long before humans were encroaching on their territory or we were driving cars around or whatever. Right. So maybe nature at some point just thinks some beasts need to go away. Dear High Road and Old Simple Jack, y'all were talking about pandas on the show, and I wanted to weigh in uh, a bit on why the incompetent black and white raccoon bear should definitely be allowed to die out. <laughs> the panda is a creature with the digestive system of a predator, and yet they eat bamboo, uh. a grass. This means they can't digest it very well, and so they have to eat a bunch of it just to survive. Furthermore, bamboo is a comparatively low-yield energy source as far as plants go. This just means that the stupid bears have not only chosen to eat the wrong food source, they have chosen one of the worst things from that food source to consume. The only reason they can survive on bamboo is because their metabolism is super low. This means that their survival strategy is literally being lazy and doing nothing. This factors into why pandas are terrible at making more pandas. I have a similar survival strategy, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all thinking that. Their mating season lasts a couple of days a year. If they don't mate, then no pandas. Compounding this is the fact that pandas are awful parents. They clearly don't want to continue to exist. TLDR. Yeah, well, pandas are a stupid animal, etc., and and they deserve to be uh, washed out. Anyway, just wanted to join the panda bashing. Love the show. Keep up the good work. KSPP. Keep showing pandas porn. Look, temporarily back from Oklahoma. But because of the randomness of the color of their hair... They're fur. And they got the black patches around the eyes. They're so cute. They're cute. We want to keep them around. And they are cute. Yeah. Uh, So we got to hear the whole Corey clip. Is is Marshall going to play that in his news? We got to hear the whole thing, right? Did you just want a little girl with Down syndrome? That that is not cool. That's, 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 that's. No, that that won't help anything. I want to hear the whole thing before I uh, make my judgment. That's very uh, magnanimous of you, or equanimous. Maybe I'm missing some context in Congress. So, Marshall's news: Just how mean are the Trump people? We'll find out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Next line, you guys, I can't listen anymore. You're too anti-panda for me. Today was the last show. Wow. Damn Damn it. Um, Blew it again. So we got a number of texts saying those are fake tears from, for instance, the MSNBC host. Somebody saw Rachel Maddow crying. Maybe I'm a sap. I think they're actually tearing up or crying. The people I've seen. Step aside and let people of a more even disposition deal with the problems of the land. It's Well, I, I find it damned interesting. I mean, you got... You know, you got grown, educated people who've, you know, cover a lot of hard news on every single day, yeah. rough stuff, school shootings, famines, whatever, every single day, and they don't cry, and they're crying over this, and I'm not, and I just it, I just find it interesting. I mean, what's what's different about their perception of this versus the way I'm looking at it? Seems pretty clear to me what Trump's calculation is. I don't know if it's working out the way he wanted, but let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well,
0: President Trump says he is eager to sign an immigration bill this week. He made that clear to House Republicans yesterday during a meeting. He said he would support either of the two immigration bills that are up for consideration. Now, coming out of that meeting, Trump was sounding pretty upbeat.
2: We had a great meeting.
0: These are laws that have been broken for many years, decades. But we had a great meeting. Thank you very much. Trump walking away from reporters.
1: It's, yeah, it's a pretty clear Trump tactic. You know, yeah. we're going to pull out of NATO. I mean, you cause a giant crisis, um, to to get what you want. And he, what he wants is for people to find and say, well, this is so awful. We've got to yeah. do something." Yeah. And they pass all the various immigration stuff that people have been freaking talking about for my entire adult life. See. Axis of God help us, uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi will not permit any bill. To even be voted on. So you think he miscalculated? Mm, maybe. Where this ends, nobody knows. But there is no way they're going to let a, a bill come to the floor and get voted on that solves this. But the PR- they want to hang it around the Republicans' neck at least until the midterms. But the PR is pretty bad. It's like the DACA thing. The DACA thing could have been solved easily. They want the issue. Because I was thinking yesterday when you first started seeing the news headlines, that you know, the emergency bills and stuff like that, I thought, wow, he's going to get some of the big immigration stuff through. Nobody will hardly even remember the kids crying at the border Thing um, by the time we get to a little, you know on an elections and uh, but yeah nothing passed so this is the supreme test of my theory that both sides des- well especially the Democrats at this point desperately want the issue because they will do nothing to help those little kids they will block every bill that comes to the floor unless the Republicans so pull down their pants and give the Democrats everything they've ever dreamed of that is the only way Pelosi and Schumer let those bills get passed. After the
0: president came out and made those remarks, some of the congressional Democrats were yelling at him as he passed by in the Capitol. San Diego Congressman Juan Vargas held up a sign saying, families belong together and shouted.
2: "We're separating the kids. They're separating the children.
1: Mr. President, don't you have kids? Don't you have kids, Mr. President? I have kids. I have wonderful kids. My kids are the greatest. Hey, I'll say it again. You don't want your kids taken away from you. Don't show up to the border. Don't try to sneak into a country. Apply for refugee status at a port of entry or in your own country. Yeah, and if you're a refugee, then do it the way all other refugees have to do in other parts of the world. You have to go through the official channels. Or show up unannounced at a port of entry. It's easy. They don't because they don't want to. They're taking a shot at sneaking in. If they don't sneak in, then they get busted and say, I'm a refugee. And then they get separated for a little while. You know, it's not great, but everybody's going to be okay.
0: Now, another exchange that's getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of notice. President Trump's former campaign manager facing backlash after mocking a child with Down syndrome on Fox News. Hmm. Corey Lewandowski. Was defending the Trump administration's zero tolerance immigration policy during an interview last night when Democratic strategist Zach Petkansis was also on the show. He started talking about the case, talking about the child with down syndrome. I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, wah. I read about a a did you say want want to a 10-year-old with down syndrome what being taken from her mother. But the bottom line how is very dare clear. You? When you cry absolutely the border dare you illegally you how have dare given you up the rights infants of this country. To be taken like, from like their we mothers. We are a country with we we borders infants are a country of stolen laws. from their mothers and put into cages. This country Walk, your parents so and understand this. this, this just they understand, understand something very clearly. With you Botox. So when you cross the border illegally, dare dare sir. How how dare you, dare you a crime
2: Oh you?
1: Or God! Away
2: from she has Down syndrome, that,
0: that she was taken right. from her <laughs> mother. Right. This policy is abhorrent.
2: Oh uh, <laughs> All right, Marshall. Can't wah, yeah. wah,
1: the Down syndrome kid. I know, but still, Marshall's saying that he mocked the Down syndrome child. That's not. You can't say that, Marshall. He played a sad trombone. It was the all right, your River. That's not mocking the child. How dare you, sir? How and dare now, you! Armstrong How dare and Getty Attack. they beloved newsman. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, but uh, see, that's it's another example of Trump or Trump people, they they make things worse. <laughs> well, you know who else slanted the news like Marshall? The Nazis. That's who. Because I understand what they're trying to do with this policy. Uh, I understand the realities of both parties have refused to do anything about this and fix it for so many years, so at some point you got to do something, etc., etc. But Corey Lewandowski going on and saying wah wah about, you know, a disabled kid being taken from the parents is not helping. Yeah, I don't think that That wins many hearts and minds. That gives, but what the problem is, it gives all the people who say they're just evil great ammunition because it's a pretty evil thing to do. Hmm. Wah wah. Dang it. That's for Corey Lewandowski, Marshall. I'm afraid I'll be in your next slanted news coverage.
0: (laughs) You want one other angry exchange before I say goodbye? Sure, sure. I'm loving them. All right. The D.C. Democrat Socialists of America claiming responsibility for interrupting Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen's dinner at a Mexican restaurant in the Uh nation's capital. They came storming into the wait restaurant. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You're
1: Christian Nielsen, and you decide to have Mexican? Imagine that! Not Chinese, <laughs> not Thai, not burgers, not pizza. Yeah. You gotta have Mexican! Yeah. All right. And the demonstrators pointed that out.
0: In a Mexican restaurant of all places. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen is in a
1: Mexican restaurant of all places. <laughs> Go. Shame
2: on you! Shame! 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 shame. <laughs>
1: yes, shame! <laughs> Wow. It's taco shaming. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. You shouldn't have strict policies on immigration and then eat at a Mexican restaurant of all, all places. <laughs> what? That is hilarious logic. D- does that logic? pass for logic in your world, you ninny? Oh, my God, that's funny. It passes for
2: idiocy to think that she could actually do that and just be fine, though. Or, or And not even with the, the protest showing up. Like, you don't, like, the, the, the kitchen staff, you're, you're fine with just rolling the dice on. they're not yeah. doing anything to your food? I what would sort assume- of is that? <laughs> I would assume
1: right now if I went out in public I'm going to get yelled at by somebody. <laughs> But it, the when I first heard this, I thought, okay, anywhere she goes, you know, people right, are going to yell at right. her, like you know, whatever. But the fact that because it was a Mexican restaurant, I find pretty humorous. But
2: the Norwegian restaurant all uh, filled up; they weren't it's taking right, any seats. Right? Right. Oh, but wait, no, so if she's over at food. Olive Garden, she gets left alone.
1: Yeah, look at that, Kristen Nielsen. I don't like her, but at least she's eating Italian and not Mexican. God dang it! We we have reached a low point in the discourse of this nation because the cooks at the Olive Garden are Mexican too. You see, so. right. And then we reached that low point yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, exactly. No, we're, we're, we're setting new lows. All right. I'd spit in her food, but it's pasta. Good thing she didn't order a taco. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to take it.
0: Setting new lows. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Let's ring the bell
1: conscience of the nation just keep in mind marshall now that i've called you a nazi i also need to check this off the list do not bear false witness unto thy neighbor wow, little, that's in the bible little bible quote for that's you that's a commandment there you go um you don't have to act like a refugee oh my god you have to live like a refugee oh that's michael a, that's probably a, this is almost a wah-wah yeah this You're is all, almost yes. wah-wah michael. this is a wah-wah <laughs> no doubt about it i'm very sorry guys so do we have more mailbag on this issue? We I'm, do. Some really good insights. Yeah, I'm interested in what people think about this. I mean, we know what almost all of the media thinks about it. We also have quite a bit of anti-Panda email. Wow. you'd like to hear it. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
0: Armstrong and Getty
1: show You know the whole um IG report FBI how corrupt are they story is still out there still huge still monumentally important I would agree to all Americans and and Trump would be hammering the hell out of this and winning on this issue, absolutely. If the if the immigration thing weren't happening, so the timing of it is certainly not to his political benefit either. Right, right. Uh, so listen, we're gonna hit a couple more emails on the topic because I think they're really good and insightful. But keep them coming. Mailbag at ArmstrongandGetty dot is the email address. Mailbag at ArmstrongandGetty Or if you're not into the email thing, man, you could text us four one five two nine five KFTC four one five two nine five KFTC. Uh, Here's a nice note from Ian, uh, who's listening to First Light with Evan Haining. He says, hardly a bastion of conservative thought. Evan said he would be taking phone calls from listeners on the topic of children separated at the border. I cringed. I thought, here we go. People started calling in. First, Texas, Baton Rouge, Iowa, New York. Uh, They understood that the responsibility, all of them, lies mainly with Congress and with the parents themselves. Then I heard a report there are two emergency bills being run through Congress. Republicans and Democrats are now moving. Both of these bills will help fund the wall. Wait. Help fund the wall? Has Trump found a way to get the wall built? Has this crisis been created by Trump in order to further his agenda? Is it his next move in four-dimensional chess? I don't know. But I say well played, sir. I don't think so. I really don't. For a couple of reasons. Number one, what you just pointed out about the IG report, because that would be a big, big pro-Trump moment. And, and the Democrats will not let anything pass. And if they do, I will uh, be the first guy to say I was wrong. But that was the vibe I got from uh, the commentators and the uh, congresspeople I talked to this morning. They were saying things like, uh, why should we be in the position of solving a problem the Republicans have created? Right. And I thought, oh, okay, that's a rationale for not doing anything. So they're not going to. Both sides have been so disingenuous. Hmm. Lying to us on this for so long, right? This is kind of a lighter note, but I like this from uh, Mary <clears throat> on the topic of babies in cages. How about the tender age shelters for the babies and toddlers? How about them? the super young? That's what's got people really worked up today. The uh. tender age shelters, the really little kids in cages with leashes. Well, I haven't seen any leashes. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably leashes of they out of bowls. They eat out of bowls on the floor. My husband's older sister told me that when my husband was around a year old, their mother put the crib on the floor and flipped the crib over on top of it. I'm sorry, put the mattress on the floor, the crib mattress, flipped the crib over on top of it to keep my husband from climbing out. He'd already climbed the old-fashioned pole lamp in the living room and out the crib, and she was trying to keep him safe. Is that a cage? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. We talked about this back when my kids were little. Once they can climb out of the crib... <clears throat> well, it's it, it's a cage when they can't climb out. Right. It's like you don't have to have, to have a roof on a dog kennel because dogs can't fly. Well, I did because my dogs climbed trees. But anyway, um. so, right, it's a cage. Just because there's no roof doesn't mean it's not a cage. We put them in the crib so that they can't go anywhere. Right. When you go to the bathroom or whatever you're going to do. But if you put a lid on it, the state comes and takes your kids away because you got them in a cage. Right. <laughs> Come on. It's interesting. <clears> huh. <throat> Ah, uh, let's see. Mark writes, the rich lefties, oh boy, that was not helpful. No, no. The rich lefties who lecture us about tolerance and diversity would likely sing a different tune if it were their exclusive neighborhoods in Pebble Beach and Carmel and San Francisco and uh, everywhere else being drastically changed by immigration. This is one of my favorite points. The elites in both parties have not suffered any of the downside of immigration and diversity. Right. Not at their schools, not at their hospitals, not in their neighborhood. That is absolutely true. And uh, the, the rich, 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 rich suburbs of Washington, D.C., where all these people live, you know, when they're not at home in their districts. Yeah. Well, the point was made. The only Latinos allowed in those communities are wearing kitchen aprons or holding a rake and a broom. And yet the lectures continue. Our greatest strength is diversity. Oh, you know what? Diversity is nice. Our greatest strength is unity. When was the last time you heard that? Uh, here's a nice note from Steve. I thought this was a really good insight. Fleeing from whatever is this topic, because again and again, we're lectured that these people are fleeing a terrible reality in El Salvador, Honduras, violence, gangs, etc., etc. Steve says, so all those people that are fleeing from this or that in their hometown are still fleeing when they're 100 miles away from it? Are they fleeing from their government? I don't think more than a handful are. Once they cross a national border into Mexico, for example, they are no longer fleeing from that same problem. They are no more than immigrants trying to get into the U.S. If they're crossing illegally, then they do not deserve our help. Uh, They are most nonviolent criminals. To that idiot that said that detention camps are child abuse, I would say that any parent that brings their child across our border illegally is guilty of child endangerment. And we all know that CPS is more than willing to separate guilty parents from children. It is an interesting point. We're fleeing the violence in El Salvador. Well, you've made it to Mexico. Now you're in Mexico what are you fleeing from now? Tell the truth you're fleeing to the United States because we have a much better economy and you can have a better life here Well because I would do the same because Mexico's one of those s-hole countries <laughs> as, as Trump calls them and you don't want to live there. I'd stay out of the local taquerias today so um, there's Jack Armstrong eating a taco of all things shame on you. Uh, now, the, so the argument from, uh, from the, a lot of the Trump haters would be, and, you know, they're right to a certain extent, is we're, you know, we want to be better than Mexico. We do. We are better than Mexico. Sure. We want to be better right. than Mexico. We're better than every other country on earth in terms of taking in refugees, but we ought to figure out, like with all of the immigration stuff, come up with a number. A bunch of smart people decide how many people do we want to take in from where, and then have a, a system for doing it. Just who gets across the border or ha- and has the the cutest kids who cry the most it shouldn't be the standard of whether or not you get in that's and, an odd policy and to uh no to, other country does that by the way to steve's point if you're fleeing el salvador or honduras or whatever Why don't you flee to Brazil or 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 Paraguay or something? Why always, always, always the United States? It's because you want the benefits of our economy and our jobs and the rest of it. And again, I would do the same thing. I don't hate these people for trying to do that. I respect them for trying to do that, what's best for their family. But don't tell me it's about the gangs and the drugs and stuff. I mean, I get it. That's the push factor. But it is odd that it's always the United States they come to. And finally, this from D. Guys, uh, the Nazi talk being thrown around the guy who said the nazis separated children from their parents no they marched them together to the gas chambers i guess they were better than the u.s tongue in cheek obviously for those who are too ignorant to realize it but that is way out of bounds yeah agreed well said so we're going to talk to somebody about what were the backs and forths yesterday over uh immigration bills that looked like they had a chance at various times but then didn't so And we're not going to talk about this all day long. Hey, we got to talk about Peter Strzok got uh, taken out of a government building Friday when the news broke that he had said, "I'll stop Trump from becoming president." They came and got him out of his office. Frog marched out like he deserves. More on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.